When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe Rogan is a shitty comedian. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Uh, Carl has one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called run by a guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? And it's a podcast review. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. It's a quality show, and they have good <laughs> ideas. It's kind of like Jocktober, but with with really um, no redeeming quality whatsoever. <laughs> you guys are concise and brutal. Yeah, he just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. You don't have to listen to shitty podcasts. You do it for us. You do it. Ooh. These guys are making some fucking points here. I like what they're saying. You like what they're saying. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. <laughs> W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that's actively chilling with the weasel. I'm your host, Carl. After back-to-back weeks of top-tier guest co-hosts, Jim Florentine and Dick Masterson, I decided to keep it going. Unfortunately, that person canceled, so we have the GOAT. It's Andy. What up, bag slappers? We did it. What is up, Andy? Go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon. We will have a bonus episode coming out on Thanksgiving Day. That's this Thursday for people who aren't in the United States of A. And that will be for patrons only. And I think I'm going to tell the story of the drummer from the band The Misfits sucker punching both myself and Crows. At an isotope show. Croge was in on that? He was in on that as well. Ooh, so now I have a reason to listen to. Yeah, it's a fun story. You know about that, I, I believe. Yes, it's a great story. It's a fun one. So that will be something that we'll be talking about that's only for patrons of Who Are These Podcasts. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and shit all over us in the comments section. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Pauly Shore Podcast Show. Mm-hmm. This was a suggestion from Charles Lovett. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Pauly Shore with Willie Hunter and some girl named Hannah. Yeah. I tried to figure out who Hannah was. There was no way to find out. No. It's mostly irrelevant, too. It's this is so really, relevant. it's barely even Pauly's podcast. Well, what happens in the show that we listen to is Pauly Shore sets up that he's going to do an interview with the world-famous comedian Gallagher. Yeah. And he says, I recorded this interview with Gallagher, so we're just going to play that. So they do like a little intro where they talk about nothing, then they do the Gallagher interview, then they come back and talk about even less than nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. The right. guy's like, he's still smoking cigarettes? Like, I'll try to cut back. And, yeah. What? My, the, <laughs> Do you I have think that? it says Polly Segway host. He's just the worst host. Worst ever. Segway? Is yes, that it? That's it. 
What about run? Do you do like Runyon Canyon and stuff? No, I, I walk a lot because I don't have a car. Oh, right. I see you walk. I said, you know what? I actually was having lunch in front of Whole Foods the other day and I saw you walk by. You have a Walkman, right? Well, yeah, headphones. Headphones, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you walk? Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you had a splendid time. <laughs> Will your your afros looking a little less, a little bit more relaxed? It sounds like you edited that to make them sound stupid right. and foolish. I didn't do that. That's exactly that's what the this way show is. the podcast goes. All right, let me set up this interview with Gallagher because that's the meat and potatoes. Here. I mean, yeah, this show is Gallagher. It's Gallagher. All my clips are Gallagher. All my clips are Gallagher as well. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is why there's an interview with Gallagher. Basically, he was cornered by Polly Shore in Las Vegas. Gallagher was playing the Laugh Factory in Vegas at the 7 o'clock show, and I was at the 10.30 show. So I pretty much cornered him in the green room, and I sat down with him with my device. Mm-hmm. When Pauly Shore says that he was at the 1030 show, I believe he was just in attendance yeah. <laughs> at the 1030 show. And he's running around like Opie with his device. Yes. And he's like, oh my God, there's someone more washed up than me. Yes. <laughs> he's so excited about that too. He cannot wait to talk about how depressing it is to be yeah. a has-been. It's a, it's favorite conversation to have. The other thing with Pauly Shore is he might be the worst interviewer ever. He does not listen Mm-mm. at all. Right. So I have a lot of examples of Pauly just not doing a good job of interviewing someone, asking all these questions, not allowing them to respond. Yeah. Here's an example. He asked six questions before Gallagher can even get a word out. So did did a lot of this um, this dispute between you and your sibling, did it cause a lot of stress to you, or you didn't really care during the time? You know what? During, think, go back to that time. I mean, were you did you lose sleep over it? Were you um, uh, no, sad? I... I I, Did you have a nice relationship with him before? Because obviously now you probably don't talk. When was the last time you talked to him? This is not how you interview somebody. <laughs> it just turns into Polly Shore explaining what he thinks he knows about Gallagher. Yeah. Nonstop. He even interrupts him at points. So, but I understand. But he did, but you my, said, wait, 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 wait. You said you had a heart attack. Gallagher's trying to answer a question. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's my show. My yeah. show. Stop it. Stop talking. Um, I, I got to keep going on this real quick. Yeah, go I ahead. have a little bit of a package here. So he interrupts Gallagher again here because he wants a very specific response. He's looking for an emotional response from Gallagher, and he's not getting it. Oh, you yeah. come to our house and spend the night. You look like you need a home cooked. No, meal. I understand All that, but this. but down deep inside, did it hurt you? Stop for a second. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Take a breath. Oh. Go back to that time. So basically, Gallagher is estranged from his family. Right. His brother ripped off his act. He had to sue him. His parents stopped talking to him after that. His sister. He's only got this one brother that he still talks to. And Pauly Shore's whole thing is like, isn't your life miserable? Yeah. Don't you want to talk about how shitty your life is? It even gets to the point where it turns into an interrogation. Stop. Yeah. Take a breath. Go back to that time. Were you sad at the time going, fuck, this is my family and forget the business, forget all that shit. Let's go back to before you were Gallagher, before you were famous. Go back to your childhood when you used to take care of him as as an elder brother, you know, watching Ronnie, you know, in the pool or wherever you guys were. And now it turned into this. So how did you feel, you know, internally? Were you saddened? And do you think it, it was part of the fact that you had a heart attack? I mean, this is important because there's a lot of people listening to this that might be having disputes with I didn't answer. That might be having, you know what I mean? So, but you how don't did you wanna, feel? I, I don't believe that 
that was stuck in my artery. What was in my artery was cholesterol. Cholesterol. So basically, <laughs> Polly Shore is saying. You had to sue your brother. You have this big fallout with your family. Right. It must be terrible. You had a heart attack shortly thereafter. Yeah. Would you say that maybe your heart attack was caused by all the stress they had with your family? And Gallagher goes, no, I don't care about my fucking yeah. family. <laughs> I really don't care about those people at all. It didn't bother me at yeah. all. I'm glad they're out of my life. The problem was I was eating cheese pizza every night. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what Gallagher says. Paulie Shore is setting up this whole thing. He's trying to figure out... Well, he's, he's actually trying to project he's his, his idea. Hand. He's rocking right. him to he's this. He's trying to project, and it actually gets heated at one point during this interrogation. It's it's out of control. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. No, they, they, they actually literally do argue about the watermelon bit. And I don't even understand what they're yelling about here. Yeah. Yeah, who came up with the idea? I mean, you were obviously at a supermarket. I used it. No, there was a supermarket two, three I remember, stores I, down. Well, I was the short order cook there. Do you remember that? So he's explaining <laughs> to Gallagher. Did you remember this part? He's explaining to Gallagher how he came up with the watermelon bet. Yeah. Like, no, the way it happened was Gallagher's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I did this. He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I was a short order cook at the comedy store. Where you did the watermelon bit, and I thought this was have to do with anything. This was really funny because Polly Shore was sure that Gallagher would remember him when he was a teenager working in the yeah. kitchen at his he was mom's company. Famous, yeah. right? I was the short order cook there. Do you remember that? This, the short order <clears throat> cook in Westwood. <laughs> I assure you, Gallagher does not remember you. Gallagher just laughs at his face. Yes, he does not remember you at all, Polly. It's so ridiculous, uh. yeah, and Polly is intent on. What getting him to this place where he shits all over his brother? Yes, to the point where he just glosses over. Gallagher's like, "Oh, my dad! I can't remember. Like, in, my dad invented the trampoline, yeah. and my brother is a stunt pilot and trains yeah. stunt pilots." Right. And Polly's like, "My interesting. Do you have a sister?" Mm-hmm. It's like he's giving you all these cool things to talk about, and you're like, "Oh, tell me about your brother." And you have a sister and another brother. Oh, who cares? Yeah, Gallagher is ready to talk about shit. Paulie's trying to force a conversation that's never going to happen. Yeah. He even gets into, this is a perfect example, where he wants to, he's trying to tug at the heartstrings. He wants Gallagher to get emotional. So he says, what about the holidays? I mean, you you don't see your family on the holidays anymore? Yeah. And um, how do you feel during the holidays when you when you know that they're still alive and you ha- and you don't reach out to them? I feel wonderful. I was just able to get through Christmas without ever saying Merry Christmas to anyone. How do you feel about that for I real? Love it. Really? Yeah. Gilder <laughs> fucking hates the holidays. <laughs> it is going to you, you didn't see your, your family on Christmas. I was like, right. That was by design. Yeah. I don't care about Christmas. I don't care about these people. This whole conversation, Paulie's not picking up what he's putting down yeah. at any point in this. I actually saw Gallagher at Christmas. I was like, Merry Christmas. He didn't. He said, fuck you. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of that. He wouldn't say it. Gallagher's a weird dude, man. I, I got to say, he's interesting because he asked him, how do you feel about the holidays? Do you enjoy Christmas? He says, no, I'm fun. I don't like holidays because it competes with me. I think that my Do you have clip, that? Yeah, that's my uh, clip. I think it says something about Mary Gallagher, miss. I feel wonderful. I was just able to get through Christmas without ever saying Merry Christmas to anyone. How do you feel about that for I real? I love it. Really? Yeah. Do you feel like you're Scrooge or Grinch or any of those people? I feel that uh, the holidays are a competitor to me. 
I am a good time. And here comes Christmas and New Year's and Easter and all, and having in July of having. So but, I and they compete with me all the time. Yeah, but I what about all the? <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know how your family celebrates Christmas, Carl. Yeah, my family gets a bunch of watermelons and puts on Gallagher and we just stand around. We we throw the Christmas tree in the backyard yep. and just smash watermelons. We're like, fuck Christmas. Yep. Fuck it. I'm all about Gallagher. We're doing Sledgematic on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day, on New Year's. It's like, I'm just going to steal his act. Yeah. And that's how we're entertaining the family this year. Every, every holiday. Do people know what we're talking about? Do people Gallagher, know what Gallagher is? That's a good question. Yeah. Gallagher has... Probably not my Russian friends. Probably not. In the 1980s, Gallagher had a lot of comedy specials on television. Right. Actually, I think this is pretty funny. Speaking of how Polly Shore is just not smart and not listening, before the interview, he's talking about how famous Gallagher used to be, and he talks about how many uh, specials he had. George Carlin did like I think like fourteen HBO specials. Wow. I think Gallagher did like five to ten like Showtime specials. But okay, so he's already done this interview with Gallagher. Mm-hmm. He says Carlin had fourteen, and uh, I think Car- I think Gallagher had like five to ten. In the interview, he gets the answer. You had so many Showtime specials. Yeah. How many Showtime specials? Like fifteen. Yeah. You had fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. That's where the number 14 came from, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Polly, it was Gallagher who had 14 Showtime specials, which is pretty fucking impressive. Uh, well, yeah. He had 14 hours worth of material, this guy? I How many pieces of fruit can you fucking smash? Well, that's the thing. I, I think I have a clip on there about Carlin. Yeah. Uh, everybody oh, would ag- agree that George Carlin is maybe in the uh, easily top 10 Possibly top five, to me, top three yeah. comedians of Most all time. Most prolific of all time, for Everybody sure. Everybody respects him. Yeah. And what do you remember what he about? Five decades of material that Something. he's done. Yeah. I mean, George Carlin is the most prolific all comedian. Right. Do you have the Carlin clip on there? Sure. So I wrote the routine right. and sent it to George Carlin and Albert Brooks. Carlin wrote Wrote you back. a nobody. I'm a nobody. Yeah, he wrote, wrote you back, back and said, not happening. He says, I write all my own material. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. George gave Sledgematic away. Isn't That's that something? Right. Oh, is it something? He passed on that. The thing, the one and only thing that any, everybody remembers Carlin as being a fucking legend. And yeah. everybody remembers you as the one guy that fucking smashed a watermelon. That's a super fucking hack. I have that same clip. It's so funny. Can you believe George Carlin passed on this comedy gold? <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know this, but George Carlin isn't a prop comic. Yeah. You should have sold it to Carrot Top, you fucking idiot. George Carlin's not looking for that. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he's kicking he's spinning in his grave yeah. because he passed <laughs> on that fucking hack bit. So Gallagher, I don't know if you realize this, but he's smarter than everybody. And he's not he's not shy about it. Oh yeah, he'll tell you. He's not shy about it at all. This is him, and he says it multiple times. It's just one example. So you I've always come... been right. smarter than everybody. <laughs> and he, he's not joking. He's not saying that. He believes it. Yeah, he's like, in every class, I was the smartest kid. I was a prodigy, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes on, and I kind of think that this negates that point. After I had a heart attack, I didn't eat for two weeks because I felt food had betrayed me and mm. was a poison, and I wanted to know what to eat, and I couldn't figure it out. He didn't eat for two weeks and he didn't know what to eat. Vegetables! The answer is vegetables, Gallagher! I couldn't figure it out! Two weeks went by and I didn't eat anything! 
Sounds like <laughs> something a genius would say. Yeah, I don't know what good food is. You're a fucking idiot. All right, let's get into a couple more examples of Pauly Short just not listening. He just has things in his mind, and that must be what it is. He asks Gallagher where he was born. He thinks he was born in Florida. Gallagher answers the question, and Polly still doesn't know. So you were born in Florida. When my dad got back from World War II, uh, he was 20 years old, okay. 1946. And so I was born in the Army Hospital in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Right. So, but, but where the, were you born? In Florida? And you no, born? I was born at that army hospital. And oh, they, and they had. For fuck. Polly's like, oh shit, you just told me that. <laughs> he was born in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. He just said that. No wonder he thinks he's a genius. He's talking to Polly Shore. He's yeah. the smartest person in the world. Everybody is compared to Polly. Here's another example of Polly just asking questions he does not he doesn't know but he thinks he does so you're 65 i'm 67 oh 67 if you don't know the answer don't start guessing at it how old are you would be the question you would ask oh my god i have a lot more examples of holly short being a fucking idiot this is this is a great one so he gets into um he's trying to make him feel sad again and talking about he assumes that his parents have passed away on the road. So when the, when the holidays come come around, you you don't have any. You know, how do you feel? I mean, because you're not talking. Do you talk to your both your parents are past? I was right? able to get both through your Christmas. Pa- both your parents are past. No, they're not. No. Holy shit! All right. So both your parents are past. I assume. No, they haven't. Oh wait, they haven't. And Polly goes on to exclaim this. No. Holy shit! I found the greatest thing occurred how last awesome night. Is that the guy? How old are your parents? I don't know. Polly Shore goes, your parents are still alive? How awesome is that? He's estranged from his family. <laughs> it's awesome. It's he doesn't awesome. care. But also, how can you not know how old your parents I'm sure at one point you knew how old your parents were. He doesn't fucking care. Yeah, That's the cares. point. He keeps trying to talk to him about his parents. Like, what about Christmas? Yeah. I don't care. Don't you want to see your mom? No. I'm done with her. It's good. We're yeah. fine. Polly, you want to have a relationship with your family. Right. Everybody does. Oh, there's a lot of projection going on. Polly's yeah. like, yeah, but after the show, you get back in your hotel room, and you lay down, and you're alone with your thoughts. What are you thinking yeah. then? He starts pleading with Gallagher's yeah. family to, to reach out to him. Does, yeah. And Gallagher doesn't even fucking want that. No, he doesn't. He's done with them. He's fine. So... You heard what he just said. Yeah. He goes, both your parents have passed. And Gallagher goes, no, that's not true. So then this happens, which is also another just major fuck up. Your mom and dad's names are? Garnet. Garnet and Leo. And Leo. Yeah. So if they're listening to this. Yeah. Um, well, Leo's they... dad. Leo, my dad. Uh, I thought you said both your parents are alive. No. I said, and you said both of them are dead. And I said, no. Oh, your mom. <laughs> my is... mom is alive. Okay. My... These people are not communicating well with each other on this at all. It's two people that want to do all the talking and none of the listening. Well, I have to say that as much as you want to make fun of Gallagher and for a lot of good reasons, I'm pretty sure that he's super annoyed with how dumb Pauly Shore is. Okay. There's even examples of him just talking down to him. This is Pauly showing how dumb he is. Now... He wants to know how much money Gallagher made. And so he asks him, how much did you make on average per year in the 80s? Yeah. About $3 million. About $3 million a year. I would, uh, I'd so do 3 times 10 is what? 30. So you made like about $30 million in the 80s? In the 80s. 
this is gay. You're going, you want me to figure out what three times 10 is? It's 30. Okay, so if it was uh, 10 years, because a decade is 10, and you made 3 million, that's uh, 30 million in the 80s? Yeah. Yes, in the 80s. What's great about that is he first asks, how much did you, he goes, wait, 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 I don't want to know how much you made. How much did you make per year? Yeah. And then does the math. Right. He could have just asked, how much money did you make? I think Paulie actually just didn't know. I think that's true. <laughs> I have one on there. I think yeah. it's called Gallagher Money. It just kind of like tacked on the, the ending of that conversation. Oh, I have that too. Okay. <laughs> so the 80s. Oh. So how much did you make? Around? Well, I promoted my per, own sh- Yeah, but per per year. About three million. About three million a year. I would. Uh, I so do three times ten is what? Thirty. So you made like about thirty million in the eighties. In the eighties. Really? And where's all that money now? It's ten million dollars. Yeah. So where's all that money? Uh, well, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bum, bum, <butter. laughs> yeah. It's not not fun. Can you imagine though? Like where? Does all that money go? In the 80s, mm-hmm. he's netting probably personally a million dollars, 1980s money. Yep. Now, what the fuck? How do you not have the wherewithal to put some away, structure it so and that... And Paulie never asked these questions. I, I mean... This would be interesting to know. Wait, wait, how did you what? lose tens of millions right. of dollars? Where did that money... What happened to that? That would be a good question to ask. But Paulie doesn't answer. He doesn't ask good questions. No, because what Paulie wants to do is he wants to he wants this to be a sad sack interview. Yeah, he wants everyone to be like, "Oh man, Gallagher's falling so hard." Even after that uh, quick clip that you just played, really drives it home. Yeah. How much money do you have now? I don't have any. You have no money. Right. Really. Right. And you don't have a house either. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. <laughs> Right before that conversation, Polly has to announce that there was a time when he used to make a lot of money. Right. It was between 1990 and 1997. And the way that he words this, I think it's very funny. I want to point something out after you hear this clip. Because for me, like I think so far in my career, it was 1990 to like 97 is probably when I made the most money. Did you pick up on what he said there? So far in my career... Yeah. I made the most money in the 90s. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? You're going to have this crazy resurgence where you're the star of the Star Wars? The renaissance. Yeah, that's it. That's what you made. It's not so far. You're done. That's it. You're going to be playing comedy clubs yeah. to people who grew up in the 80s for the rest of your life. Yes, you're hosting trivia night with an MTV right. team at a bar. Notice how the audience keeps getting older along with you? It's because you're a husband. That's how that works. Yeah. Oh, uh, Andy, you're over there. You're typing. You're looking through notes. Yeah, I got I feel some like you have a lot to talk, to talk about. Well, yeah. I had a clip where Gallagher big times Polly, okay. which is really funny. All right. Did you not care? I mean, obviously you're... No, I didn't care. When you're a celebrity, so many people love you Mm. that it's strange when you go home and you meet these people that don't respect you at all. Mm, And you say, why am I even here? This is ridiculous. I can go anywhere else in the world and people want my picture. I want an autograph. I want to tell me how much I mean to them. And can I... Will you come to our house and spend the night? You look like you need a home-cooked meal. No, I understand that, but... Oh, oh, do you understand it? Because I don't think Gallagher thinks that you're a 
celebrity? No. It's like, let me tell you what it's like to be famous, Polly, because I know you have no idea. <laughs> you fucking loser. And then also, uh, I did a super cut where Gallagher comes off like Krusty the Clown was Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. It's that Vic Henley level of name-dropping people that nobody fucking knows. Yep. So I have a name-dropping supercut that's really good. So I just Because wanna... I've been there from the beginning. I, know. I saw your mom with a cigar box taking the money from the door, yeah. and she didn't own anything, yeah. and Sammy was in there, and he needed more help with the time, so he got Archie Hahn with the groundlings. Right. I went to Tom Sobel, who owns the club. And I think Dave Tyree was there. Was and Dave it has Tyree? a concrete floor, yeah. you know, and I know Ollie, and Ollie's going to be the one to clean it up anyway. Ollie Joe Ollie, Prater? Rita probably ate it off the floor. Right. <laughs> he slept in a van right outside the door. That's hysterical. Yeah. Right, right. It right. was uh, Irving. Arthur. Wow. wow. He used to book all the Playboy clubs. What a, that you would have loved that era. Yeah. You missed that. <laughs> if you're gonna name drop, say one name I've heard before. <laughs> Just one. Oh, Ollie was working the door, you don't say. <laughs> Not Ollie. Oh. And by the way, Polly knows exactly what the Playboy was. I mean the grotto at the Playboy Mansion is thirty percent held together with weasel juice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it all the fucking playmates there. Okay. So, getting back to the name-dropping thing, they have this co-host, Hannah, who is on the road with Polly Shore. Right. And Hannah's been doing stand-up for a little over a year. Hannah Gatsby? It's not. Oh. oh thank God. <laughs> She's been doing stand-up for just a little bit of time, so I can only imagine what these fucking stand-up shows are starring Polly Shore. He's got to get someone on who's only been doing stand-up for a year, because otherwise, he can't go on after them, right. obviously. Yeah. So, he tries to explain what her comedy style is by relating it to someone no one's ever heard of. Do you like it? Do you like stand-up comedy? I love it. Yeah. It's fun. She's funny. You know, she's very green, mm-hmm. but, you know, she's she's got the bones of, you know... She reminds me of this old comedian back in the day, this girl. You will definitely not know who she is, but she was a comedy star. Uh, she was on the comedy star players. Her name was Lucy Webb, and mm-hmm. she was really funny. She was... Uh, you should do improv with everyone, and she kind of... Reminds me of that. Of that, <laughs> Polly, you're on a podcast. Yeah. Why are you talking about? So he even knows no one knows what he's that's talking the, about. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say right. this person is just like Richard Pryor when right. Richard Pryor was young. You don't say, "Oh, this is like uh, my brother's friend who you never met." He's so funny, though. Yeah. The whole thing where it says, you know, someone calls into a radio show and they said, "Tell me a celebrity that you look like," because you're trying to be able to relate. To who this person is, what they look like. Right. Can you name a celebrity? Be like, actually, no, but my friend Cheryl and I look very similar. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> who does Cheryl look like? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not convinced. All right. Let's get back to just the badgering to make sure that Gallagher admits he's depressed. Because in Polly Shore's mind, he must be depressed. He has to be as depressed as I am. And I'm going to get him to say it. <laughs> so how do you feel... Underneath the comedic side of Gallagher, how do you feel inside when you're alone? Well, I have a lot of other ideas. No, not ideas. I'm talking about as a human being. Well, I don't know what that means. Are you sad? No. You're never sad? No. Really? No, because... You never get depressed? 
No, I'm Never the party. Again. So even even when you're alone. Jesus just, fucking Christ! I'm feeling bad for yeah, Polly at this I point because I'm like, just say you're depressed and we can move on. So finally, so Polly is depressed is what I'm getting. Of course, yeah. that's what that means. Yeah. Because if you talk, he's been. This is by the way, 40 minutes in. Yeah. So at this point, he's asked him if he's depressed 80 different ways, and every time Gilbert <laughs> goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't care. It's all good. Finally, finally, this is a guy who suffered four heart attacks. Yeah. He thinks it. Any night he goes to bed could be the last time yeah. he goes to He's bed. He's living in his car at a yes. gig that may or may not be canceled. Right. Yeah. Gilger's not doing well. He has no money. He's got nothing going on. Finally, Polly gets what he wants. Well, I don't because, make any long-term be, plans. Because of the because of the heart attacks? Yeah. Really? Interesting. Well, I can't really I can't have a relationship with a woman. So how does that make you feel? Well, I that's terrible because mm. I've you know, I love women. Mm. You did it, Polly. You made him say it's terrible. You finally fucking got it out of him. I want to point out, Andy, before they do the interview part, yeah. this is how Polly sets up this interview that we're about to hear. The thing with Gallagher, you guys, is if you're a true comedy fan, you'll really enjoy this interview. What? <laughs> There's nothing funny in this entire interview. No. It's nothing but depression and problems. I don't understand what he's talking about. I've never there. heard one person say, you know, I'm a huge comedy fan. I love all the classic, legendary comics like Gallagher. Right. <laughs> you fucking Judy Tanuda. <laughs> Can we take one step backwards I'd love to, to where Gallagher said that he loves women? Yeah. Because at the end, he starts talking about what's next for Gallagher yes. and what his big idea yes. is going to be this dancing show called The Next Step. I'm going to interview uh, men dancers for a new show that I'm planning called The Next Step, where men dance with each other. Mm. And it's not a gay thing. It's just like heterosexual guys dancing. Any two humans that want to dance can dance. But it has so it to could be, be guys. girls too. It's the next step in our in our society. So it's two girls and two, two guys, or two guys, any two right. weird op- combinations. So, so it could be any two things. Polly, how are you not following this? <laughs> He goes. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's not. A, it's not a thing. It has nothing to do with gender or your sexual proclivities. Yeah, yeah. It's just people dancing. He goes. Okay, so it's two guys and two girls. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be interviewing male dancers. Yeah. The interview. And if you know, I like the way their dick tastes. <laughs> then they're on the show. <laughs> That is a weird thing that comes out of nowhere. Like, what's next for you? He's like, oh, I'm gonna do this dance, thing. gay dance show. Like, what? <laughs> Does, does someone, like, dance with a watermelon? Are they juggling watermelons? Like, where does the watermelon come in? <laughs> How does Gallagher put on a show there's no fucking watermelons? I'm getting my money back. He's squatting on it. Fucking asshole. Oh, this, this, I just have more examples of Polly just not following the conversation at all. This is, they're talking about how he came up with the sledge matic Yeah. And... He wants to know when he came up with it. Well, how old was he? When did you come up with Smashing Fruit? Oh, way before I met Jim Stafford. 
when I was 25. So 25, you sat in a diner one day and go, I'm going to smash fruit on stage. No, I was sitting in front of the TV because my car had broken down at a friend's house after I had tried to sell my book, which I printed myself on newsprint and sold throughout the- When you were 20 years old. I was 25. Okay. You guys both said he was 25, like thrice there. And he goes, so you were 20 years old? No! Who said anything about being 20? I said 25. And then he talks about, it's this whole bit that he does is based on the Vegematic, which was an infomercial in the early 70s. Right. It slices, it dices. You know, everyone knows the Vegematic infomercial. Right. And Paulie's now understanding what actually drove him to make this bit. It's about the fact that the infomercial format is ridiculous. Not that it slices and dices vegetables. But Paul cannot even understand that concept. Comedians make fun of the latest thing. Well, at that time, we hadn't seen any commercials like that. So it was a chopping up. It yeah, was it was chopping. the first, first uh, Yeah, because infomercial. now they have like the bullet or they have different blenders yeah, they have and stuff like infomercials. that. infomercials. And they had like, yeah, they smashed the fruit in there. <laughs> no, it's infomercial. No, no, it doesn't matter what it does. It's the infomercial format. No, you're not understanding this. It's not about smashing shit. Infomercials. It's the infomercial. How many times do I have to say infomercial? <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy fuckaroo. And at one point, he's asking... Now, Gallagher's real name is Leo Gallagher Jr. Mm-hmm. He was named after his father. And he's going through the names of all the people in his family. And Polly again, just does not understand. And Connie and Ronnie and Jerry and Butch. That was my name. So your real name's Butch. No. No! No one's real name is Butch! It's the third time he's told you his real name at this point. Right! And nobody's real name is Butch! There's nobody named Butch! It's a nickname! Yeah. It's a fucking name! So wait, you're telling me that on your birth certificate, it says Butch? No! Is <laughs> that what I'm saying at all? Yeah. Why would you think that? the last three sentences I've said. I love when, he, when Paulie, he's trying to finish the guy's sentences. Yeah. Which is always a terrible thing to do as an interviewer. Don't assume you know where this is going. Just let it get there. I don't know why he's so impatient, but he's talking about Polly's mom, Mitzi, who owned the comedy store. Right. And she was the reason why he started doing the watermelon gag regularly. We're all drinking, and it was the thing to do, and I smashed it, okay? Right. So then your mom calls me the next day. She was pissed. No. She was happy. Whatever! <laughs> Stop guessing. She was hungry. <laughs> she wanted some D from behind. She was what are we talking about? She was sad. I love the way they, they wrap up this interview. This couldn't be. I, I don't know if Pauly Shore is the worst podcaster in the history of podcasting, yeah. but this definitely puts him in the running right here. You're done living. Yeah. Well. I really don't want to be much older than I am right now. Um, and so I'm desperate to get people to listen to my ideas, mm. which I think will make the world a better place, but they, they won't. And, yeah, and if they don't listen to your ideas. Then the world's not a better place, and I died, and they were fucking idiots. All right. Well, thank you for speaking with us. <laughs> that, that's where we're going to wrap it up. The guy just said, I don't care if I live another day. I'm done with this world. People should be listening to my ideas. It would make the world a better place. All right, great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> you don't want to say, what idea? Yeah! Like, what, <laughs> can you be more specific about these ideas that are going to change civilization that well, we should all know about? Listen, 
if you just sat through Gallagher rapping about the Ten Commandments, yeah, I've been holding you wouldn't fucking pay any attention to what his ideas were. We I've been holding off on that one because I saw that you had a... <laughs> I, I mean, you I truck... Uh, listeners, this fucking idiot... Raps for a minute and a half. Correct. But I I, I truncated it down because you'll get the idea. But what you got to pay attention to is Polly's reaction at the end. Yes. It just dies. The reaction so is hard. It's so good. Since you're going to play the rap, I'm going to play the lead in to Okay, it. yeah, yeah. And this is a rare example of Polly's instincts being correct. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I do a rap? How much tape do you have here? Um, I, I mean, don't can know. I do it's, like a five digital. minute rap? Um, you can do it for a minute or so, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> How much tape do you have? Can I, can I just rap for the, the rest of the day? And, yeah. and Polly's like, um, it's digital. I, I mean, uh, we have like uh, a minute. We have a minute left on the tape. My God, it's Polly. Thank uh, God. No time for that. We have no time for that. I, I mercifully cut this down to like maybe a third of what it is. When Gallagher asks, can I rap? <laughs> That's where you have the fucking podcast. Actually, no, I got to go. Oh, is that my car? Oh, my, my phone's going off. Yeah. If, if you have never had deuce chills, you're about to get them. Oh, boy. I'm I'm literally not looking forward to this. No. I already had to listen to this twice. Thou shalt not. Don't even think you got a shot. Thou shalt not. It ain't about not getting caught. Thou shalt not try to blame it on beer and pot. Just ride with the man that God begot. Then go where it's a hot. Thou shalt not. So how do you feel? <laughs> it's unbelievable. He leaves that giant pregnant pause in there, too. There's so no great. reaction. He just changes the subject. Yeah. He doesn't even say, yeah, that was great. Or, uh, wow. He just well changes done. the subject. Yeah. And you know what's really sad, too? When they come back to the studio and they, they're reacting to the interview. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I never want to be in this place in my life where their compliment is, he's really got his wits together still. It's unbelievable. You know, the guy really knows what he's talking about. Does like, he? He doesn't have dementia. That's yeah. your compliment? That guy that's living in his car. It's like, he's living in his car and asking if he can rap about the Ten Commandments. That's the guy who's got his shit together? <laughs> it was brutal. It was bad. The whole... I mean, it's... I'm not kidding. It was over a minute. It was, it was maybe a minute and 20 seconds of that nonsense. And I want to point this out because Paulie Shore, I believe, fancies himself a comedian... Yes. He explains at the end of the show what comedy is to him. To me, watching comedy my whole life, like it was never about the joke. It was always about the angle and always about what you were saying. <laughs> Isn't that what jokes are? <laughs> to me, comedy is not about jokes. Yeah. It's about what your angle is and then the words you say. Like right. that's, that's a joke. Yeah. That's what you're just... Supposed to make sure that those words are funny. Right. That's how you make a joke. Yeah, do you have to explain what a punchline is to this guy? I'd hate to see a stand-up. I think you do. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Did you know that Polly Shore made a music video back in the early 90s? No. Do you know that he wrote a song called Lisa Lisa, Andy? No. Do I have to explain this to yes. you? I'm a stony, crusty dude with the mop on top. My melon's From coast to coast The ones with the cones Are the ones I dig them up Lisa, Lisa Lisa, Lisa Make cheers 
This is what we're talking about. This is the guy hosting this podcast. Yeah. This is what he was doing in the 90s. Well, I mean, that that's when people liked him when he was not to be taken seriously. Right. And he He's was a, a goof. clown yes. and a joke, and he was leaning into it. Yes. Not trying to have a heartfelt conversation <laughs> that's with a good fucking point. Gallagher. That's a good point. I mean, everybody, everybody got a kick out of Paulie when he was on MTV. I mean, it was stupid. Yeah. And it was, he was just a silly, funny guy, and we all remember that, but... Don't come at me with this heartfelt Gallagher shit and trying to I like, project all your depression onto Gallagher. I like that everything you just said right there could also be stuttering, John. <laughs> like, in the 90s, we liked you. You were interesting. You were part of a bigger thing. We were kind of all in on it. And now it's just sad. Yeah. You're just trying to recapture this thing that's over. Wait, who are we talking about yep. here? Yep. Ha! By the way, I do have a couple Gallagher laugh isos. Because <laughs> this guy fucking laughs like a champ. <laughs> That's good. It's impressive. Keep it at. If I were homeless, I would not be laughing like. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's still doing it. He's maniacal. Okay. Andy, I have I to give you a little bit of credit real quick. Oh. We played it on this the never show. Happens. I know. You've done some bits for us in the past, some pre-produced bits. That die, yeah. But nothing that you've ever done has been as impressive as the Stuttering John cameo. And I just have a quick condensed version that hits all the important points. Hey, Carl. How you doing? It's Stuttering John Melendez. Seamus asked me to do this for you, so I'm going to do it. I know you want to do a good podcast about pop music. And you're deciding between band, practice pod, or Kuzaru cast. Anyway, you guys have a great time. I know you're in Gary, Indiana. If I'm ever there, come see me do stand-up. Seamus, Carl. See you later, cuz. So I played that because I've yeah. learned that that's how he signs off from his show with the Gagaya. Okay, yeah. I never got to the end of his show before. I, right. I know. Oh, anyone that. know that? So I like, that's how he signs off. I didn't know what that was either. Andy, because you were able to pull this off, and this was awesome, I think it's time for you to do a victory lap. You didn't think we were going to go through an entire episode without playing Come Town, did you? <laughs> I was surprised. Right. But yeah, that, I wasn't sure how inside baseball that was. That was uh, special for Carl, and um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. But um, All right, John, except, except your award, you get on the fucking podium. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is except except we're getting way too long. We're getting too, too uh, <laughs> optimistic here. All right, but, you're the best. Um, did you want to transition? I noticed you took some stuttering, John. Well, That's yeah, uh, we got a few things to talk about. Okay, and uh, one was uh, we talked about trying to listen to Opie, and I put it on, and I was just like, I can't. It, it it's gone from. We maybe we'll get into it. But yeah, we will. I got. Opie it's clips. just so boring now. I put yeah. it on, and I. I just decided that I wanted to go see... Oh, now Opie's show is boring? Now it is, Andy? 
Fuck you! I've listened yeah. to 80 fucking hours of that shit! Now, I'm gonna lean into my stuttering John bashing. Okay, good. And I saw it on his feed. One of them said, John has a big announcement. Oh, okay. So, I'm I kind of just super cut the big announcement down into about a minute uh, update about what's going on on the Stuttering John podcast. Let's hear that. So, this is from a recent episode. I think it's maybe the second newest. Okay. Yeah. And he's got this big new announcement. I don't yeah. know anything about this. Okay. I'm excited to hear this. Cool. Here's the thing, Royce. We have a big announcement. So, can you. What? Oh, yeah. Give us a little. Good enough. Here it is, Royce. We will start our radio show this Sunday. We will be on the. Allegedly. F- <laughs> we will be on the FM airwaves. But we will be on the airwaves starting on Sunday. The Stuttering John podcast will go down to one show. One show. While the radio show ramps up. And then what we have to figure out is for the... Oh, you're the mastermind. I'm going to let you finish. No, no. I'm going to let you figure all this in. So you have a lot going on. Well, so that's why... So on this, we're probably going to have Frankie B... I produce think, the show. I, well, yeah. So Frank's going to, I think what I'll do is we're obviously going to do the radio show together. Yeah. And then I think Frank is going to come in and help with the other two shows. It's boring for everybody. So, but I'm going to step back in a, in a producer role. So a terrestrial radio now. Okay. They're going over co-hosting Sunday nights. Oh, shit. Just playing music. Are you me? Sunday nights, oh, playing no. music, John and Royce on, introing. On one FM station. Yeah. They're going in the wrong direction. Exactly. What the fuck are they doing? Exactly. They're so excited to start playing eight tracks on Sunday nights in L.A. Where oh, no. fucking no one is listening. And Royce is distancing himself. So he's podcast. not going to produce the Stuttering John he's podcast He's not going to be involved anymore. in the podcast at all anymore. Because he's too busy with a Sunday night radio show that's probably 20 minutes of talking yeah. over four hours it's, because you're just it's just commercials and songs. Let's minimize the amount of talking that John has to do. Dude, this and- is John had this gig in New York City back in the 90s. <laughs> From noon to one, let's, he was on K-Rock as the disc yeah, jockey. Let's cower in the shadow of what we used to be. Oh, my God. And do even less than what you used to do, which was be on talk radio for four hours at a time. Now you're just going to say, here's uh, Round and Round by Rat on Sunday night. Uh, no, Andy. You know, <laughs> the first time I heard the song, Andy, t- t- I'm talking about the the Round and Round, the Round the song? All right, just just play the song, Royce. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess Royce is running for some kind of political office? Yeah. In fact, if you Google his name or if you put in the URL of his name, RoyceDorazio.com. Yeah. I, I recommend everybody do that right now. Yeah. It redirects to whoarethese.com. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Royce, we wish you luck, buddy. Hope you get a lot of support. Don't forget to donate to Royce's Patreon. It's patreon.com slash who are these podcasts so that he can succeed in whatever endeavor he's got going yeah. on. We but, love Royce. Right, I do. Royce is the best part. Royce is the best part. But nope. they get into like, this was almost two hour podcast. That we, and it was a lot of garbage. You think? Um, a lot of uh, the end deteriorates into John's favorite and least favorite guests on the tonight show and the stern show okay but they did some heavy political talk and uh i i summed up the contents of that show too 
gorillas, yeah, they fling their shit, but they don't fucking lie on a public bathroom floor and stick a fucking enema up their ass and, and like the, the whole thing spill out on the floor. What's it called? Enema? No, you said enema. Enema. What? Get the fuck over here, Chelsea. I don't, f- I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck over here. I'll smack your ass around. Come here, Corolla. I'll fuck your fucking big teeth face up. You fucking cocksucker. But I don't give a shit because if they can't deal with how are you, you know, intellectual conversations, you know, that's fine. <laughs> that's a good kicker right there, Andy. Holy uh, shit. That's two hours. So this is what we've seen now. Yep. The Stuttering John was doing this podcast as an audition, a three-year-long audition, mm-hmm. to get a shitty radio. By the way, Sunday nights, and you know this, you used to work in radio. <laughs> Sunday nights are the lowest listenership yeah. of any time. Right. Everybody's it's, going to bed early. So no one listens to the radio on Sunday. They're not driving. No yeah. one's out driving. And what they'll do on Sunday nights is they'll do the local music shows. Yeah. It's yep. always Sunday nights because mm-hmm. no one's listening anyway. Who gives a shit? If we can get these guys in these bands to tune in, hoping that they, their song gets played, there'll be more listeners we could possibly get playing Bon Jovi for the 18th time that day. Yep. So Sunday nights, if that's true, that's really what's going on because I'm just learning it, about this. No, it's 100%. Well, that's unbelievable. Yeah. He has a three tier. fascinating. He has a three tier plan. One is to have the worst radio show on yeah. terrestrial radio. Okay. The other is to scale back his terrible podcast yeah. and his shining light of a only talent on his podcast go away yeah. and have somebody else come in. And then the third tier is to mimic shit that people liked about Howard that we already discussed in the Patreon that will never work. Right. Because. John has no credentials. John has no connections. John has no talent. It's never going to work to try and do what right. he used to do for Howard. You're referring to our bonus episode where we discussed John quite a bit, and we talked about the fact that John is saying he's going to do a new show where he's got writers, and he's going to go on red carpets, yeah. and he's going to start talking to celebrities again, right. which is what made him famous in the first place when he was an intern for Howard Stern. Yeah. This is never going to happen. No. It's not happening. Yeah. John, it's not, you have to make shit happen in life. You're not making anything happen. Yeah. You got a shitty radio gig. What do you think he's getting paid for that? So this is an FM station in LA mm-hmm. that we're talking about. And he's got a Sunday night shift once a week. If Pat Oates is listening, how much how much is he getting paid for that? Um, you would know. I, I It's hard for me to imagine what slightly above minimum wage is. Right. Let's say $17 an hour for yeah. four hours. And most of that time, I mean, it's not it's not a hard job. But if you're a named celebrity, I'll, I'll give you twenty. All right, twenty dollars an hour. Good on one day a week. See, the only problem with this though, Andy, is this guy wants to sue me, and I I'm not a guy making a shit ton of money. Look at our Patreon. How much money are you gonna get from me? But if he's that desperate, maybe I should be worried. Oh, if he's Taking my money on Cameo. Yeah. All the legal uh, suit money that he can Fuck. get. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the show. I want to play a quick... Cringe of the week. Cringe, cringe of the week. This cringe of the week came over from Orange Julius. <laughs> and... Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm looking at the wrong thing. This one came over from the Dukes. And Dukes has sent over a cringe of the week before. A lot of people have asked me to review The Fighter and the Kid. You familiar with that podcast? Not at all. It's a big one. It's got Brendan Schaub uh, and Brian Callen on it. 
And apparently this recent episode, Brendan's talking about his new, uh, what's the shoe that um, the douche nozzle makes that costs a fortune? Yeezys? Oh, Kanye's. Yeah, Kanye's shoes. Yeezys, yeah. All right, I know that. So he's talking about his new shoes that he got. And he's all excited about these. Oh, God. And, oh, God. And Brian doesn't get it. You know? He's he's just not. Like, why, why would you spend that much? Those sneakers look horrendous. Because mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. They're horrendous looking sneakers. Okay. So Brian's not understanding this. So Brendan decides to take this uh, this meme that's already played out and make sure to pound it into the ground. Uh, they're not for Man, you. I, got, I, I know, but I just need to train more with Hegan so I can okay, choke you Okay, out. Boomer. What is Boomer? Okay, mean? Boomer. What does that mean? Those are what you want, huh? Yep. And yes, you don't like them. God damn it, Brandon. Hey. Okay, it's so Boomer. so fucking shitty. Yeah, are they nasty? Okay. Oh, I fucking okay. hate those hey. shoes. Okay, Boomer. I'm not Boomer. Those things suck, man. Okay, Boomer. What are the fuck? What are the? What is that shit on top of them? Well, I listen. I like for a trap. Tra- tra- man, tra- shut up, up, dude. I, okay, Boomer. I now, can. I, okay, Boomer. I can take those. Why does he call me Boomer? You're okay, no, Boomer. No, no, no. no, why does he call me Boomer? <laughs> man? So old. So old. Don't call me Boomer, man. You, do you I like, don't know what it means, but like I don't like shoes? it. I fucking hate him. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> hey! He has no idea what time to Stop calling me Boomer! Okay, Boomer. I'm getting mad. You should, Boom Boom. I'm warning you, bro. Yeah, those shoes aren't for you, Boomer. They're not for you. Is that supposed to get funny at some point? I don't that know. That sounds like morning radio to me. Yeah. That sounds like a shitty, hacky morning radio bet. Mm-hmm. Listen to how upset we're getting with each <laughs> other. I keep calling this guy a boomer, and he's getting fired up about it. Really? I think we could be glad that we were ahead of the curve on the getting called boomer uh, well, gag, because it's really... I can't take credit for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I uh, hoped for. I did hear uh, somebody doing the same thing on Harmontown, though. Brandon John- uh, is it Brandon Johnson? There's one of the guys from Rick and Morty does a voice. Okay. Uh, the the teacher. Oh, okay. And uh, he was calling Harmon Boomer for Neat. a few minutes. Jesus and... fucking Christ. All it's right, so it, played out. Can we all agree that it's fucking over it's now? It's over now. Okay, Gen Xer. <laughs> They're doing it in uh, New Zealand politics. It's right. All, that was funny, it's actually. All, yeah, that was funny. But, you know, it's, everybody's on to it. We're all, we're all caught up. Speaking of everybody's on to it, we're all cut up. It is time for Opie Radio. The Opie Radio Podcast. All right, so what Opie is doing is he's continuing to have these Carl Ruiz tribute shows and memorials. It's out of control. Uh... Uh, we, uh, uninspired? It, it's it's crazy. I mean, like this if, is all he does. If now. not being inspired to do anything was out of control. So there's this guy Matt Farah. Is that how you pronounce his name? I think so. And he hosts a show that's all about cars. Yeah, he's a big auto enthusiast, mm-hmm. and he was on Opie show. I think he's friends with Carl. Right. So he was on Opie show a couple times in the past. They're at that Manhattan. Uh, car club, right? Where you can rent out really nice cars. Where Opie was out of his depth, and everybody yeah. was telling him to shut the fuck up. Right? Opie didn't know what he was talking about. Opie's not a car guy, which is fine. He yeah. doesn't understand. Well, he doesn't know anything. I don't know what he, what kind of guy is Opie. What, what, in what fucking realm is he interesting to talk to? I can't even think of one. Oh. So he's got Matt Farah on the show, 
and they're doing a pregame show before they go to this next memorial service or whatever tribute thing they're doing for Carl Ruiz. Right. Because it's just never ending. Right. So they decide, okay, we're going to do a show and we're going to do it again from this area where they're in a giant garage with cars all around them. And you can only imagine this is a great place to do a podcast, especially when there's work being done. <laughs> I knew this was going to be the clip. Oh, this is great. The tires they came with from the factory were not good. What's up? We're going to be welding. Oh, I don't care if you weld. Welding's well, not that loud. Yeah. Yeah, you, we're you good, man. Compressor welding's not that loud. You're so nice. I know, I know. You're That's hanging okay. a race car on the on the wall here at uh, it, Classic Car Club Manhattan. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> These guys are over there podcasting with a shitty Zoom microphone, and the guy is nice enough to come over and say, "Hey, you probably want to go somewhere else. We got to put the, a race car on the wall." And they're like, "Oh, that won't be loud. How can that be loud? You're just gonna weld a race car onto the wall? Uh, yeah, That's fine." Everyone except Opie sees where this is going. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's fine. No, we'll, we'll hang out here. I don't think that'll be too bad. All right, fast forward a few minutes and they get started. But Audi, Audi has a tendency to give. Oh, wow. That's what he means by fucking welding? Holy shit. <laughs> that's the welding? I said, you're not going to be running a compressor or anything, are you? And he was like, oh, uh, should, maybe we should get in the Conti. Oh, wait. Oh, I oh, see. No. Oh, I see the weather. Yeah, no. Oh my god. This may be tough for audio, huh? Ah, I don't How's know. How's it in your headphones right now? Is it fucked? It's got to be a disaster. It, it kind of sounds cool. You think so? Yeah, I think it sounds cool. Mm. Opie, what is wrong with you? There's heavy machinery going on behind you, and you're podcasting. I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Why? What radio studio have you ever been to in your life where there was construction going on while you were recording a radio show? You should know this better than anyone. Like the guy came up and said, "Oh, we're gonna be welding. Yeah. Do you want to leave?" And it starts, and the guy's like, "Oh, it's pretty loud. Maybe you should leave." And Opie's like, oh, "I think it sounds great." Right. And then Opie finally says the truest thing he's ever said on his podcast. Yeah. Well, should we go in the, a different room, maybe? Uh yeah, I should guess. We, should we try and go like down in the in the shop over there? Yeah, so let's do that. Let's, all right, let's walk so into this the shop. This is not gone well. It, no, it's going. This is the. This is what people expect from my. I podcast. mean, I guess Murph. Yes, this is true. We expect it to sound like shit. We expect it to be zero content, to be uninteresting. We expect you to make every wrong decision. So yes, that's true. This is what people expect. Thank God Matt's on there. It's not even his show. He's like. Oh, oh, let's get out of here. Yeah. There's a ton of other places we can walk to where there isn't welding going out of the background. I'm trying to put a fucking race car on a wall somewhere. Oh, my God. I thought that was a fun part to put. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So he knows that he's the dumbest dumb fuck that ever dumb fucked. Yeah. I, I have a whole package I want to get into. Oh, yeah? Matt shows up a little bit shaken up. I don't know if you got this far into the episode. No, I didn't get very far. Okay. So Matt shows up to do this show with Opie. Oh, no, I did get this far. Okay, yeah. He's, yeah. he's shooken up because he just witnessed a pretty horrible accident where a bus ran over a person. Yes. So he gets off. I think he took the train into Manhattan, gets out of the subway, and witnesses a bus drive over a person, and he talks about that. Yeah. I, but it, I felt like, as I walked away, I was like, am I a piece of shit that I didn't immediately see this person and go i need to help you i my first reaction was is it he's doing the and eddie murphy from trading places and he wants to scam me you're you're beating me to the punch you're uh you're definitely a new yorker <laughs> true and true because 
This is such classic Opie. So what Matt is saying is, I witnessed a man get hit by a bus, yeah. and I thought it was a scam. Because in New York, people are trying to scam you out of your money all the fucking time. That's happened to me, by the way. Has it really? Yeah, because I drive a truck for a tractor trailer, yeah. and I was going around a corner, and there was a woman with her kid, like her kid driving a toy truck, mm-hmm. and... I went around the corner and Please I Please tell me that you, you ran this kid over. No, no, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> nothing that great. I got up a block to where I was going, yep. and this guy came up and said, oh, you hit that woman back there. Mm. And I said, the fuck I did. Yep. And I turned around and I went back, and by the time that guy found me and I turned around and went back, there was emergency vehicles on the scene, and she's sitting on the ground saying that I ran over her foot. Okay. And... Long story short, the paramedic just, just kind of like... Investigated the situation. Yeah, investigating like her condition. Yeah. He starts kicking her foot. Oh, wow. That got ran over. Yeah. And so she's got... not even... Rea- she's on her phone, blah, blah, blah. And the cops are just like, this. they're full of shit. You know, they do this all the time. They're just trying to get Coca-Cola money. Or, right. Don't, don't say who I work. No, I don't care. But. So Matt Farah, his first reaction was, these people are trying to scam me. Yeah. I don't want to get scammed. And Opie says, oh, you beat me to the punch. No, 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 I know I've been in these situations too. Opie does not understand what Matt is saying. The thing about uh, Manhattan especially, when you're walking around, you see shit go down. Like, yeah. Usually it's like an old lady falls. Sometimes you see a, a guy in his early 50s with chest pains on the sidewalk. Yeah. And the, the, the first thing a typical New Yorker will do is start looking around and pausing, hoping someone else gets involved first. So that's not what he was saying at all. What he was saying, Opie, was, he goes, I feel like I'm a piece of shit because my first instinct was, I think these people are scamming me. Like, his outlook on civilization and humanity is that this is probably a scam. Yeah. That's why he's like, oh, am I a piece of shit? Like, a bad thing just happened, and my first thought is they're trying to take advantage of me. Opie says, oh, dude, you're not alone. Anytime I witness something terrible, I want to get the fuck out of there and not help anyone. (laughs) Opie actually goes on to explain specific scenarios and explains how he himself is a terrible person. And then you do that half step, like, because you want to make yourself feel better. Like, oh, I was just about to help. (laughs) But then this woman in her early 30s is helping the uh, old lady up off the sidewalk. And now she's got to call her family and get her home. And I'm like, man, I, I... I and I go, lady, shit. lady, good for you. I was right there with you. You got this? That's, she goes, yeah, I got this. And then you walk away. That's it, cold. So, Opie really actually is a piece of shit. Matt's saying, I feel like maybe I'm a piece of shit because I thought it was a scam. Opie's going, oh, no, no, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. When no, I see I an old lady fall what over. What a real piece of shit is. Yeah, when I see an old lady fall over, my first instinct is to get the fuck out of there and not help her and hope that somebody else is there to help. What an asshole. So, Matt has to double back and explain that that's not what he's saying. You, you look around, and then if there's no one around, you go, fuck. Inside, you go, fuck. Well, I, I, as I, I mean, as I was calling 911, I did the look around, <laughs> not for, not to get out of there, but I, I was, I honestly was looking for the scam. I yeah. thought there was going to be a scam. Yeah. But there was no scam. The guy really got hit by a bus. So he's explaining to Opie, he's like, no, 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 no. Your internal shittiness that you're talking about, where you're pissed because you have to help somebody who's in peril. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about at all. (laughs) I was concerned that I was part of a ruse, that they were going to take advantage of me. I wanted to help. I wanted to help. But I was worried that 
being a compassionate person that wants to help was going to get me in trouble. I don't know if I can explain this anymore, Hopi. <laughs> this is what Matt was saying. So he's still not figuring out that to do one more last oh round God. of dumbness. It revealed a lot to me about myself that of where my where my brain went to immediately and then how I reacted to it. People it don't want to get involved unless they really have to. No! Opie, that's not what he's saying! He wanted to help! He wanted to help the person! A person's gonna run over by a bus! And by the way, Matt did help the person! Right. The person got, was he, he said that both front and rear tires went over this person. Oh, like, that's God. horrific. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah. This person was mangled. Yeah. And Matt went over and helped the person. Opie's like, Jesus Christ, I see that. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck these assholes. I'm not helping anyone. So weird. asshole. So I have a theory, Andy, and you might know this because I've known you for a long time. I have a theory about bright lights and loud noises. Mm-hmm. I think that the dumber you are, the more excited you are about bright lights and loud noises. Yeah. Hence, fireworks. Fireworks are a thing. Fireworks are for dumb people. Because they cheer for like loud explosions. They're cheering. What are you cheering? That the explosion happened? You love the red ones, don't you, kids? There's a lot of examples of this where dumb people will tend to migrate to places where there's bright lights or loud noises. Yeah. They're welding inside the shop. Opie gets very excited about this. <laughs> Sorry about this. We're walking past the welders. Wow, look at the sparks. Yeah, That's welding awesome. is... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Wow, this is awesome. It's it's called welding, Alfie. Yeah. You've never seen this before? Everyone's seen it. Not that. Not it's that like impressive. the land of the dead. I don't know. You're probably not familiar with the George Romero movies. I'm not. Oh, yeah. There's a sequence in the third one where the survivors that are still human start distracting the zombies... With fireworks. Okay. And you set off fireworks, and all the zombies look up and go, oh, and then you can just walk right by them. Yes! That's it. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the sheeple. Yep. Opie explains that he finally got his hair cut. And this is just. <laughs> God. This is pathetic. I, I don't even know what to make of this. You know, you forced me to get a haircut because I, I'm sick of you calling me Boris just, Johnson hair. Finally. I was just going to poke at that until it fucking happened. No, it's like. Oh, you're looking good. No, you're yeah, good. Thank you. First no, haircut I, since Carl died. I don't want to. Oh, really? It's like that? Oh, yeah, man. it's time to move on, man. <laughs> I think even Carl would say, it's time to move the fuck on. What are you from, well, Narnia? I, uh, I. Andy, what's going on here? <laughs> so his friend died. And he stopped basic grooming yeah. habits. He wasn't going to cut his hair again. That's what AC and BC stands for, Carl. It's a before and after Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I got a haircut. BC is, AC. Yeah, AC Carl. is not going well for Opie. <laughs> Dude, does anyone do that? Is that a thing? Do uh, I not know about this? I think, you know, when, when you have a tragedy in your life, you stop caring about personal hygiene. Yeah. You stop cutting your hair for months because your friend passes um, away? I think some people would. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I will say my wife's a hairstylist, so I hope that, that not most people do that. Because that would really fucking cut into our, you know, Patreon only pays so many bills around here. Got to do some cutting colors. Yeah. <laughs> get to it. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Let's get on it. All right. This clip right here really sums up 
what Opie is, and that is Brother Weez's prodigy. Oh, God. If, th- if you couldn't have a, a better example, if you just pulled a guy off the street who knew Brother Weez and said, this is what the next generation of Brother Weez's would do on a radio show. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Let's just stand here for a second. All right. Because I want to tell you a story. So I didn't shave my balls. Oh, no. All right. That's, that's enough of that. I like that Opie doesn't understand what fetishes are or how they work. They talk about the fact that Matt doesn't have any fetishes. Okay. This is a quick conversation they have. I actually kind of suck. I don't have fetishes, which is unfortunate. I wish I did. Yeah, I don't really have fetishes I, w- I kind of wish I did. I think it would be easier. It would be kind of fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I have a thing, an activity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an activity I like, extracurricular. What kind of fetish would you like to have that you don't? I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's kind of a... I know. <laughs> that can't be true, though. What kind of fetish do you wish you had that you don't? That's how fetishes work. If you had a thing that you wish you had, you would have it. Yeah. That's what the definition of a fetish is. Oh, I really wish I was into boobs. Well, you are into boobs. Yeah, that's right. I'm good. This is all working out. Like, oh, but are you that stupid? That's what a dumb question. The guy's just trying to do a, a quick little throwaway line. Like, yeah. yeah, I wish I was into fetishes. I'm not. Like, Oh, let's let's uh, look into that. Like, what just is, stop. What well, I mean, weird thing do you think? Do you yeah. wish you're into like none? Yeah, that's why I'm like, not. You don't like want to see somebody that you're attracted to, whatever gender it is, wearing something that you find appealing all the time. You know, it's like you, where are you going with this, Andy? You got an example? Know, just, uh, hey, <laughs> what you think? No, I just don't want to get into my thing. Get into <laughs> I think you're going somewhere. I'm just with saying, this. don't say that you don't want to see something specific. I was watching. Oh, now we're going to say this to find out what Carl's is. I dig too deep into this shit, dude. I was watching this video of Gallagher from a couple of months ago. <laughs> and he's he got in, horny. <laughs> he's, in, um, he's in Indiana or something. And they're interviewing him on this local news show. And he pulls his shirt off. He's wearing men's underpants upside down around his torso with the crotch cut out for his neck. No. <laughs> He says, "He says it's a sports bra for men. Like he's still doing bits. Like this, this is what he does. Yeah. This is what this is what a sixty-nine-year-old Gallagher is still doing. And that's Opie's new fetish. And that's Opie's thing now. So Opie has lost Carl Ruiz. Now he's trying to do the show with Matt. It seems like, and they have zero chemistry. This is an example of terrible chemistry. And oh, this just in: Opie's an idiot." We're, uh, I just spoke toast points out loud. <laughs> that was nice. You know, that's from the the A Team. Remember the, the the modern remake of the A Team? I, I didn't see the modern. You didn't see it? No. It's why would I see fun. that? Because it's fun. It's a, I, it's I a hate dumb remakes. Silly movie. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, they did. Uh, they just redid Midway, which what's is out mid, now. What's Midway. Midway is some um, some kind of like uh, war film. Oh my god! Like really? And, uh, it's World War Two, right? I think so. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck both of you. Worst chemistry ever. The guy goes, "Oh, that reference I just made is from the the new A-Team movie." Oh, I don't like uh I don't like when they do reboots. Although I did like Midway. Oh, really? What's that about? What's I that? have no idea. Yeah. Oh, you I brought it up. Fucking idiots. <laughs> they just made it to another movie. By the way, anyone who's on the Discord now or has been <laughs> in the past will know that I say things that are 
just the most idiotic things ever. I take them out and post. <laughs> I try to save face a little bit. Like, Opie, if you say, hey, I really like this movie Midway, what's it about? Ah, uh, I'm having a war. I don't know. The Battle in Midway, what are you talking <laughs> about? It's in the title of yeah. the fucking movie. And when was the War of 1812 fought? I don't know. If you saw the movie, you might have noticed Japanese people in the planes. That could be a clue. How many wars have we had against the Japanese? Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. All right. I couldn't venture to guess. <laughs> I don't like A-Team. You seen Midway? No, I haven't. What's it about? I don't know. Great conversation. <laughs> All right. I think that pretty much does it for everything oh, that I God, wanted to get good, to today. Good. Thank God. Thank God. I'm excited about our bonus episode that we're going to do. Coming out on Thursday. Maybe I'll announce the time that we record it so we can get on the Discord. Probably be Wednesday at some point. Be very exciting. And then Sweet. don't forget that next week we do this all over again. Ooh. Yeah. And you know what we like to do? We like to do it. This is where we tease the podcast that we'll I be reviewing. can't wait to hear this. On next week's episode of WTP. I'm so teased. This is what everybody is thinking right now. They're like, what is it going to be? Just get to it. This is why I like to stall right here. Yeah. You know, it's that classic. Because people don't know. Is it right. going to be a heavy hitter? Right. Are they going to like punch up? Yeah. Or is it going to be some garbage nothing cast and punch down? It's the letter. Let's, get it, let's bring it all the way home. You guys rock. I love you. Kyle and Luke will talk about tunes and alienate half of the audience. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes. The show where two comedy musicians, who also happen to be animation industry professionals, talk about cartoons. I mean, obviously. Not this, obvious. Not this, obvious. This is a podcast called Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes. It was a suggestion that came in from Orange Julius. <laughs> this fucking guy. I love that they describe themselves as comedy musicians. What? I've written a lot of comedy songs as yeah. I've played on this show. Yeah. I've never once called myself a comedy musician. <laughs> That's so douchey. Come on, Pessy, you need a mudslide? <laughs> That's a good song. At any rate, I was sitting there going, why the fuck is the music going on for so long? They yep. really lean into that. Yep. So this should be a lot of fun. I think we're going to review a show where they talk about Looney Tunes or something. Because they review all these cartoons, and I don't fucking know what they're talking about. No. i got to get something that I know the source material on. <laughs> Help me out a little bit. Andy, thank you so much for doing the show this week. We're all very excited that you're back. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Even with all your lip smacking, we still appreciate you. Is there anything now. that you want to... Anything before we... I like mouth breathing and lip smacking. Right. Before we pretend to end the show right now, is there anything that you want to plug or promote? Uh, You know what? I do want to plug... I tease this to Sam Tripoli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about it in the the legit portion of the show because I think it's really fucked up. Okay. And we... Not me, but... 
tinfoil hat was featured on the show. Yes. And I talked about it to Carl that that is the only show in the history of WATP that has beaten the odds and I have become a fan of. Right. I love the show. I don't, I mean, I don't agree with all the nonsense. No, but it's fun. It's a fun show. It's fun to hear them get all worked up about the conspiracy things. And Sam is a funny comedian. Yep. And what I really appreciate was that you could go to his website and he's done some uh, half hour, 40 minute specials that I don't know what his intention was with them. Maybe they didn't get picked up. Maybe he was trying to sell them. And they didn't sell. Stand-up specials, you mean? Yeah. Okay. And he just hosts them on his nice. website for, for free. free. Nice. So you could go and watch his... And I don't know. Have you, did you ever watch them? No. There was two. And I went and I watched them because I enjoyed the podcast and I wanted more Sam. Watch both YouTube Is hosts. that true? That's amazing. Yeah. So he had he had two 30-minute uh, comedy specials on there that he, that he was just giving away mm-hmm. to anybody that would want them. Okay. But now... YouTube has pulled all his shit off of, off the internet. They just dropped oh, it. His really? whole site is fucking crashed. And oh, that's I, fucked up. It's really fucked up. Is it because of Epstein stuff? It's he, you know when you you cast such a wide net that he cast. Yeah. Who can say why? Right. But somebody he said something. He had somebody on that rubbed the wrong person the wrong way. Yep. And YouTube just. Completely dropped all of his shit. So the Alex Jones him. Yeah, that's fucked up. He's doing a, he's doing a like entertainment cast. It's yes, not, it's not supposed to be news. Not it, hard it's not news. to be taken seriously. And he worked really hard to uh, build up his website. He had many many followers, and he talks about if you get so many, then you can get to certain tiers of ads that you can host and yep. this and that. It's yeah. a revenue stream for right. him. And my own personal conspiracy theory about Sam mm-hmm. is that he's knocked up his old lady because he keeps ho- talking about that he's got some changes going on in his life he's going to talk about. Okay. So I think maybe he's getting married or maybe he's having a kid. Okay. So he needs all the help that he can get. And for this to happen, it, it's, it breaks my heart. Honestly. That sucks. It does. I'm sorry suck. to hear that. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. So, I mean, if any, anybody out there gives a shit, you know, just... Whatever, buy a tinfoil hat T-shirt or listen to the podcast. Andy, we we only promote one thing on this show, and that's our Patreon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, I'm just saying. People only have so many dollars to spend. I feel, I, I feel bad for Sam, and you know he's he was part of the show, yeah. and he he's a good sport, and he's a funny guy, and he got fucked over. All right, but you know you you used your time to promote something. I for Sam, that's it's awesome. The least I could do. I mean, I just hope. He lands on his feet because it's a great show. Listen to Tinfoil Hat, guys. Well, it, it's also interesting, not to make this about me. This is not about me. But when I went on Anthony Cumia's show for the first time, he had Alex Jones on as a guest before I came yeah. on. And it was right after he got deplatformed. Yeah. And the whole discussion was around where does this end? Right. So a lot of people were cheering, you know, oh, great, good. Alex Jones is a crazy person. Get him off the internet. He shouldn't, his voice shouldn't be heard. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, so good. We got rid of him. Now who's next? Right. You know, obviously things get pretty extreme it, it, yeah. one way or the other. Right. And this is part of free speech. And yep. This is part of it, what this country was founded on. It was allowing this right. shit to get extreme one way or the other. This is a, it's a First Amendment issue. It is. because, And you could say, well, Alphabet's a private company. Alphabet owns YouTube. 
they have they can take that shit down. Except for the fact that they have a monopoly yeah. on online video. Right. So you're no longer if Google starts censoring you out of search or YouTube takes you off of their video platform or even Twitter, like they have a monopoly on yeah. this shit. And the reason that they give is so broad. Right. Because right. they took him they took him off because he has Blue Chew ads. Who fucking doesn't have Blue Chew ads? Is that what pod- they said? Yes. He's promoting uh it's a, drug uh It's a boner medication. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. like that? Who cares? Or C B D, the uh, the other thing that everybody has ads on. Right. And Interesting. It, and that's why they pulled him off. That doesn't, that's, but that's, that's not a lie. Really. Yeah, that's a lie, obviously. Yeah. So All right. it's just fucked up. What's a fucking downer? Hey. I feel like we're ending this show the way Paulie Shore ended his no, show. You well, yeah. well, I hope I die soon and life <laughs> sucks. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. But Appreciate hey, it. You can't talk about lizard people and, you, you know, Mossad on tinfoil hat. Next thing you know, you know, we can't make our dick and fart and rape jokes on this podcast. <laughs> One of those things for sure <laughs> will be censored very soon. David Icke on tinfoil hat was awesome. I love David Icke. Yeah. Talking about wizard people. All right. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. Fuck you! Uh-oh. Okay. Great show. Alert. Good job, everybody. Great, Great job, alert. everyone. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. All right, let's get into voicemails. Let's make this really quick because I don't want to spend all day editing tomorrow. Uh, This is somebody who picked up on something I said in last week's episode. Hey, Carl, 30 minutes into this week's show and you just revealed something interesting that you have friends that do drag. (laughs) Friends in quotation. Friends. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't have to masquerade anymore. You think <laughs> All right, sir. This is wildly <laughs> immature. <laughs> it is wildly immature, but I got to agree with him. I didn't know you had friends that did drag. <laughs> My wife is a hairstylist. <laughs> How else do you want me to explain this to I people? See. Okay. All right. That explains that. It explains a lot. Digibro called into the show. Hey, Carl, this is Digibro. Hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know that, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it to record the podcast with huh. you. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that, man. I'm going to cancel on you. I am definitely not coming this week. So don't expect me. Uh, also, I'm changing my number. So, yeah, don't try to call me back on any any number. And, um yeah, I'm, I'm. I won't be dropping by. If anybody texts you or anything, it's not me. Okay. Um. Oh shit! Is that is that drawn child porn over there? Oh man, I got 
gotta go, Carl. All right, well, I guess Digibro's out. That's too bad. <laughs> I was expecting him to do the show next weekend. Oh, I just got a text from him. He's definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ignore that. It's a different number now. Apparently, our biggest fan from Australia, although there's a lot of controversy around who our biggest fan from Australia is, called in. Hey, Carl. You can call me Tim. Uh, I called in about two, three weeks ago saying I'm your biggest fan from Australia, and I also asked you to please release Vic's phone number. I want to go back to some of the things I said. First right. off, I'm not your biggest fan from Australia. And second off, are you still married? Because after hearing Reese the Beast respond to me, he sucked your dick so well, I hope you got a divorce. <laughs> um, also, Vic, I'm sorry I hate Australian so much if I uh, instigated that in any way. Please let me know. would like to use it as a pickup line or something. Sure women <laughs> love hearing that. Uh, also, don't release your phone number. I think that's a poor idea. Too late. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not going to call you. And you're probably just going to get creeps worse than me calling you. Yep. So if you do actually want me calling you, just I'll give you my phone number. It's that easy. Uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Have a good one. So we did post Vic's phone number on Jesus Patreon. Christ. And I have got some screenshots of, of text threads that have gone back and forth. <laughs> Vic has a very good sense of humor about this stuff. Uh, okay. And terrific. she, unlike most girls, she loves attention. Go figure. <laughs> All right. We had Fran Drescher call into the show yeah. a couple of weeks ago because we <laughs> talked about her. Oh. She called back in again. She's had a tough life, man. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that. Mm. She's Cancer, a, rape, a lot yeah. of bad things that happened to Fran. Yeah. Hey, Carly Poo, it's me, Fran Dresser again. I just wanted to call in to publicly apologize to you. I've been listening to your podcast this last week between life tragedies, and you know what? I gotta say, you're doing some pretty good stuff, kid. Especially with that OP character. He's an asshole. Yep. And uh, you just put that guy, a Wang, or whatever the fuck his name was, to shame. I mean, he was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. I'm going to run late to my 4 o'clock cancer. Uh, I'll call you back later. <laughs> oh, Fred. We love that Fred listens to the show. That's I funny. heard she got a UTI, and her Disney Plus won't load. It keeps booting her out. She has to keep logging back in. It's a hard life. All right, this is Andy. Do you remember Nico? Vaguely. Nico was an 18-year-old who was up on rape charges. How could I forget? And then disappeared and is a missing person. (laughs) Wonder why. Well, Nico's now a fan of WATP. He called back into the show again. Hey, Carl, it's uh, Nico again, uh, the pedophile. Um. Just wanted to say because I'm a member of the Patreon, I called that uh, Vic, uh, that Vic girl, and it turns out she is in fact a girl, cool. uh, which is kind of disappointing. I was really hoping for her to be, you know, a little, uh, little younger, you know, not too young, you know. Don't want their, you know, when they sit on the chair, you you want to make sure their feet hit the ground, you know. Uh, anyway, I'm loving the show. I really like the last show you did with Dick Maston. I really like how. Um, I just like to show. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm using the money that I'm robbing from liquor stores to pay for the Patreon. So just nice. remember that you're now uh, part of my crimes. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Carl, uh, yeah, let's exchange some uh, pictures, some pictures of child porn. 
<laughs> Fuck it. I don't know if I want. I, I like Nico that he's robbing liquor stores, contributing to Patreon, yeah. but I don't know if I want to exchange pictures with this guy. No, you don't. He might be a creep. <laughs> My ploy is working. I pre recorded that. <laughs> I, how can I be in two places at once, Carl? It's impressive. This is a. Oh, Tim goes back from Australia. And remember how he just said that Reese the Beast was sucking my dick and yeah, need to get and you're voice. wearing male underwear upside down as a sports bra, <laughs> right? He said all that. I think something like that happened. So this is him calling back to make up with Reese, which is good to hear. Hey, Carl, it's me, Tim again. Uh, I've been thinking about what I said just the other day to Reese the Beast, and uh, I feel like it wasn't very nice. Um, I want to retract what I said, and Reese, I'll have a beer for you tonight, mate. I also just want to say, me and you have to work together because I just can't understand why Vic hates Australians so much, and I think it's unjustifiable. So, uh, yep. Sorry, Reese. That's all I have to say, Carl, and uh, screw you, Vic. <laughs> I feel like we're bringing people together on this show. I see. Have you like noticed it. that? People yeah. are becoming friends now. Yeah. Reese yeah. and Tim are hanging out in Australia, getting a beer. Vic's is sexting everyone in Australia. Yep. Vic is getting inundated with dick pics. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dick Mason was talking about this. It's illegal in Texas now to send a dick pic. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard on a, a podcast, so I assume that it is. Yeah. It's illegal. <laughs> I heard it on a podcast. It's <laughs> it must be, be true. true. It's illegal to send a dick pic. So I don't know where Vic lives, but. All right. This, uh, what is this one? <clears throat> hey, Carl. I'm still traveling down memory lane. Old old episodes, and uh, you just said on one of them that the isotopes are a surf band, <laughs> a surf band in Rochester, New York. <laughs> a surf band. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> All right, that's a that's a good voicemail. No, that's a good point. It's instrumental. Carl, rock. fuck you. You suggested on the podcast with Dick. You made a off comment that you really like this podcast called "How Did This Get Made?" And so I downloaded the latest episode uh, called "Prequel to Episode Two Two Seven. I don't know why it's called something so stupid, but. They start out with their retarded Q&A life advice. What the fuck? I thought this was about how shitty movies got made. Some bitch calls in. She says, oh, my God, guys get treated so much better at work than women. Like, a guy feels bad, everyone, like, coddles him. And then a girl feels bad, and they're like, bitch, get over it. Come on, just suck it up, bitch. And then he's like, what do you think? You know, absolutely, misogyny is the smog that we breathe in. What the fuck are you talking about, Carl? How do you listen to this nonsense? This fucking trite bullshit. How the fuck are you listening to this shit? Did you lose your balls? Or did I just miss hearing you actually don't really like this podcast? It's kind of shitty. That, that's, what I, that's, what, that's what happened, right? I just misheard you, right? Yeah, I, I knew it, Carl. I knew it. Hey, man, uh, call me back. <laughs> I have to apologize. Never listen to a prequel episode yeah. of How Did This Get yeah. Made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, just don't listen to it. It's not for you. You know, we, we do this all the time. We listen to one episode uh, and say that it's bad, and people get upset with us. And you know, we, we're gonna do. We're gonna tell you to do what everyone else should do. Don't listen to How Did This Get Made. Only listen to it if Jason Manzukis is on there. It's the only reason to listen to that show. Everyone else is a throwaway, but Zooks rules. Yeah. 
You don't listen to it. It's not for you. I listen to Dick Masterson. He does his show on Sundays. Yeah. And he came out on Saturday and recorded the show on WATP. Mm. So I was excited to hear what he thought about his weekend. Yeah. Hey, Dick, I'll tell you what makes me a rage. You didn't mention Carl on your show this week. I noticed that, too. Hmm. Dick, what's up, buddy? What happened to the... Hey, I was at... Uh, uh, who are these podcasts yesterday? That's a great show. Honeymoon's over, Remember I guess. Remember that whole rap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he came on your show. You should be glad about that. I'm very glad about that. I thought he was fantastic covering a topic that is not necessarily all that much fun. <laughs> and he was great. He's not going to let you ride his coattails any further, apparently. So we have a fan of the official podcast who wants to take umbrage with us. <laughs> hey, Carl. Sorry to call again. So you know how you were saying that you were going to review the official podcast again on your Patreon in a bonus episode, like a like a redo or whatever? Well, if you do it again, you should do it on one of the episodes, like, pretty much after you reviewed their first podcast. Because if you do their new stuff, they've kind of gone back to their old ways. But after you fucking rip them a new asshole... They tried to, do, like, take some of your advice to heart, and it completely took the show off the track, and it is pretty much awful. Like, it, it was pretty bad. They, they almost lost a good amount of their fan base, and if you go on their subreddit, you can still see people bitching about it, like, to this day. So the episode I'm going to recommend that you review is episode 140. That's an episode where they had all these corners and stuff, and it was just, like, a mess because there were, like, 18 different corners. And this is really like the height of the corners. So I think this is the best episode. This is like, yeah, yeah, you affected them quite a bit after you reviewed their podcast. So, yeah, have fun doing that. I'm bummed because I know Kai was in our Discord earlier and he's not anymore. <laughs> he's playing Luigi's Mansion. Right. <laughs> he could have came out and defended himself. But that's interesting. I like that. Everybody says that they don't take things to heart, but you do hear all of this feedback sure. and you make adjustments. For example, I don't know if you notice this or not, but I changed the levels of the theme song when the show starts off because of people telling me that I'm ear raping them. <laughs> I've been making adjustments based on the feedback I get from people about how the sound quality sucks and this and that and the other thing. And I know that Kaya made a lot of changes to the official podcast based on our review. I thought they were all for the better. The better. I, th I thought that he made changes that made the show better, but apparently not everyone Fans agrees with that. <laughs> so that's really funny. I'd be interested to hear what Kaya's take is on I that. I think it would be interesting for maybe Patreon things to yes. revisit yes. certain shows. Well, we did The Vanish together. That oh, was a right. lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that could be the whole thing. Right? That could be the whole thing. <laughs> that could be our thing. It's like, what's going on with the show now? Yeah. What was that show? Step by Step. Yeah. Those guys are really butthurt <laughs> about our review of their show. We yeah. should go back. And... Who are the guys that do the uh, Instagram page for our for uh, this show? I don't talk about them. I don't talk about them. I did go and revisit. I thought it would be interesting. Remember, I think it was my first episode was Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Yes. And the, yes. It used to be Rachel who transitioned to Jay. Yep. So I went back and... 
you would be surprised about how Rachel's voice sounds now. I didn't think it warranted a whole episode, but I was very surprised to be like, oh. Interesting. Totally sounds like a dude. Someone's suggestion is to revisit OP Radio. That's a good idea. (laughs) We should definitely do that. Hmm. All right. This has been a lot of fun. Andy, you're fantastic as always. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. We're going to sign off of the Discord. And this is where we read all the Patreons. Yeah, right. Let me go through. Greg Hughes, <laughs> John Melendez, <laughs> Boomer Guy. 